Tell me just why you think the price of pork bellies is going down, William. It's Christmas time. Everybody's uptight. Could we please buy now, Randolph? Right, but if you want to lose money, go ahead. What are you trying to say, William? Okay, pork belly prices have been dropping all morning, which means everybody's sitting in their office and they're waiting for them to hit rock bottom so they can buy cheap and go long. So the people that own the pork belly contracts are going batshit. So they're thinking, hey, we're losing all our damn money, and Christmas is around the corner, and I ain't gonna have no money to buy my son the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, okay? And my wife ain't gonna wanna, f my wife ain't gonna make love to me because I ain't got no money, right? So they're sitting there and they're panicking, they're screaming, sell, sell! Because they don't wanna lose all their money, right? They out there panicking right now. I can feel it. They out there. They're panicking, look at them. Welcome to Take Two. Yeah. Welcome to Take Two of Episode Sixty Seven. If you were if you were one of the three people that were here a minute ago, we uh, we did a really funny two minutes on all the technical difficulties we were having last episode and how that wasn't going to happen again. And then Dave realized he wasn't recording. It was just a firestorm of material. I, I don't even know that that could be replicated. What what just took place? No. I don't think so. Um, Why don't you introduce yourself while you're lamenting the fact that your offensive joke is going to have to be shoe, shoehorned in in the next 10 minutes? Yeah, I'm still thinking about whether it makes oh, an appearance again. You'll figure out a way to get it in. So episode 67? That's right. Nice. Dave, I said that and that tr that's cracked you up? Yeah, that made me laugh. <laughs> you're, not even a, you're not even allowed to talk on this episode after what you just put us through. Oh, okay, you can find... On. So you lose... 50 minutes of last episode and I missed two minutes of this one and all of a sudden I'm the bad guy? I didn't lose 50 minutes. I know where it was. <laughs> well, at least we got all the way through it first. I mean, like the worst thing is you get like two minutes in and then you have to stop and start over. That's like a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, lasting two minutes? <laughs> How do you even start over? That's the real question. I've never even been able to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, explode. <laughs> yeah, I think the... The refractory period is based on the individual. All right. So this has probably made no sense to anybody, so we'll reset. We are Tell Me Where to Turn. You can find uh, the show on Twitter at Where to Turn Pod. I am the uh, technical genius behind the episode and the show and the series at Tommy2 underscore zero. Uh, you can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11. And you can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. So for those of you that did make it through last week's episode... Thank you, by the way. Yeah. All uh, six minutes of it. We lasted six minutes, though. That's not terrible. I got an in-person review of the episode that we can talk about in more detail later. Right. But it was given a thumbs up for six minutes. Well, that's good. So so what what happened behind the scenes is we, were, we use a program called Audacity to record the podcast... And we jam three USB mics into a computer sound card that's designed to take one. So we pretty much put in three into one input. And what are you trying to do? <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to stop looking at your phone and pay attention. I'm to the taking show. notes for the show. 
you're writing down all these great references that I'm making that are just sailing over your head. Yeah, because I just heard three into one input, and I. So from time to time, the uh, eyes ironically glazed over. The computer will <laughs> pop out a warning that says it doesn't like that. Three into one. But we've never had an issue with it. We've recorded 66 episodes. We've used, I think, five different computers. Never Other, other than a warning message every now and then, never had a problem. Well, after six minutes of the last episode, the uh, inputs overloaded the computer, so the rest of the recording was really choppy and, and unlistenable. It, 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 there was no way to recover it. I tried several different... Watched a few YouTube videos, and essentially the rest of the audio was lost. So I did what uh, any good country club member would do. I threw money at the problem. Yeah. Really the only thing you can do. Uh, so I we peeled off some bills, and 66 episodes uh, into our show, at 67 we turn the page and start a new... Um, New quality standard for the show. We've bought a fairly expensive mixer. We've bought actual condenser mics. And we now um, have the capability to do a lot with... Um, with very little. With, <laughs> with, our, uh, with our limited talents. Now, one of the ironic things, I don't know if you remember, I listened to the episode several times since it was only six minutes. So when I introduced the last episode, I said, it's episode 66, and you said only 600 more to go and we're there. Right. And the irony is, episode 66 in the sixth minute was when that's, the computer finally crapped out and That's said not enough. irony. That's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, when Dave is not here to... Uh, witness this professional studio in person yeah I'm, since he's remote it is we're basically like in a fm radio station studio right now with this equipment thank you thank you there's an abundance of one thing in here child's toys for one <laughs> and wires <laughs> would be the second thing this yeah. is not we didn't go the wireless route by any means. No, we did not go the wireless route. And what's what's great is after I ordered the equipment, I spent the next four days just ordering adapters, extra cables, more adapters to make this whole setup work. You think you can hook up your Sega Genesis to one of these? I could literally hook up anything to one of these. Wow. Mark that. Yeah, and... <laughs> And and also able to get Dave routed in through Skype, so yeah. pretty good, pretty good little setup. What a time to be alive! Hey, you want a so, quick uh, this day in history? Of course. Of well, course. Now, well, now I mean, we're not going to say no. <laughs> well, I mean, you could say no. It's yeah, your option. So, what is today? We're recording on the thirteenth. Is that right? Is that what today is? That is correct. I believe so. So, this day in history and. Uh, let me just say I haven't thoroughly researched this, but I did see a quick blurb. <laughs> good, good way to start a story. Twenty-six years ago today, QB Bills, among others, took the digital gridiron as Tecmo Super Bowl was released. Wow. And so maybe we should re-release our Tecmo Super Bowl episode today. Take the rest of the night off. Yeah. It could be done. 
You know, but I'll tell you, it came out December 13th, man, of 26 years ago. That's what the that blurb I saw said. Yeah, 91's right. I, I have that year etched in yeah. my memory. So December 25th, 1991, I became a very happy 13-year-old. No, 14-year-old when I received that. I bet, uh, I bet that that was probably the same date that uh, I received yeah. it. I would imagine that would have been under the tree from Santa. And soon after... Would get home from school, power on at four o'clock, and power off about ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I think we touched on that in our Tecmo Bowl episode. But my uh, my mom and dad put limits on the amount of Tecmo Bowl that could be played in one day because of that reason. I didn't have the minutes restriction, at least not initially. Yeah, once I spent an entire Saturday just playing one whole season after the other. I think that got uh, instated pretty quick. So I'm, Do we need to touch on, too, since you said you were 13 or 14 at the time, the milestone that happened last week, or did that make it in the first six minutes? No, I don't think that, I don't think that made it. I feel like it, now would be a good time to at least mention that we did get a chance to fraternize with a few of our listeners. Oh, you did at a very special event. Yes, the occasion of your... Uh, 40th birthday. Wow. 40. Wow. It's a big number. It doesn't feel good either. So if that's your next question, like how are you doing? How are you doing? It's yeah. Terribly. So how was the low T center? <laughs> First of all, Mike Soroy is not always there as they advertise. Second, second of all, I was out of there in like 45 seconds. All done. <laughs> but yeah, we had a nice get together and uh, some friends of the show, uh, Mike Hernandez came out. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed having very strong country club talk with Mike. And uh, in fact, uh, we kind of had to just move off to a private part of the restaurant yeah. because the conversation that we were having, really nobody else there could even understand or participate in because there's kind of things that people that are members of country clubs understand that that they're just common people don't. But I enjoyed that with Mike. You just got behind somewhere where it was gold plated. <laughs> Also, Austin Newbury came out. Good, good dude. Sweet, sweet Mary with him. Yeah, so, enjoy talking to Austin. Yeah, so it was a good, uh, a good time, and uh, you know we hung out for a little while, and nothing weird happened. We didn't stay there really late or anything well, like that. That's what I wanted to ask you. So, Dave and I were there. Mike was there, and I think Dave and Mike left right around the same time, and then not probably fifteen minutes later, I. Uh, was able to convince my wife to leave there. You know, she was had uh, struck up a friendship with some other men there, and I was getting a little uncomfortable. Drag her out of there. But it seemed like it seemed like things were winding up. You know, a lot of people were saying their goodbyes. We'd, you know, paid our tabs, and then I think about two it, or three hours later, I started seeing just wild tweets coming from your account that that seemed to indicate that more of a um, Baltimore situation it ensued. <laughs> Did you enjoy the wings? I provided wings for everyone, you know. Well, I thought you did that at your 27th birthday. Well, we're all 27 forever. Those little hamburger sliders actually were really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Top-notch stuff. So anyway, yeah, after the majority of the uh, attendees left, there was a chosen four or five that were left over. And then I got a uh, 
text from Paul Bearer <laughs> about 12.15 and said, hey, you guys still up there? I was like, yeah, you know, we just ordered another round, but yeah, I'm not really sure how much longer, maybe just a little while. 30 seconds later, I get another text. I'll be right there. <laughs> wow. I have an urn full of corn dogs and I'm coming. <laughs> so he walks in doing like the Conor McGregor walk. <laughs> oh my God. Just, this dude has been out with friends and he's been to some place to, for drinks and then to Bob's Steak and Chop House and then to some other dumb place like a piano bar. What an opulent night. And then he's dumped the wife and her friends back at the house and he's like, let's go to the sports bar and hang out with Glenn. So we, uh, there was four of us that shut the place down at 2, 2 a.m. Wow. Wow. And I managed to negotiate a 2.05 exit for us, but that was, that was as much as I could do before a gentleman came up and politely asked us to close out our tab and leave the premises. <laughs> You'd had just about enough of your act, huh? Yeah, it was borderline starting to get weird. And then the one thing that I don't, I can't explain is I didn't get home until three in the morning, but I only lived 10 minutes away and I didn't, somebody drove me. Thank goodness. But, okay. Cause I was going to say maybe somebody went there to tell you where no, to turn. No, somebody drove me, but yeah, we walk out of there at two Oh five and there's like 40 minutes that are not accounted for. <laughs> there's just a, there's just a blank. <laughs> so I just wonder who we talked to in the par- parking lot. Oh before. dear. Before we left. You know, one of the things I got to thinking about when I was there and seeing some of the cast of characters that showed up to support you, I was actually at your 30th birthday party. It's true. And I believe a couple of the combatants from that night made an appearance at your uh, well, at your 40th birthday party. There was one of them, and then another one, it was actually his older brother. That okay. was the other combatant, if you want to tell that story from your perspective. So from my perspective is... You and I hadn't been friends a real long time at that point, maybe just like a year or so, right? It was like a token invitation. It would just been awkward, like if you'd have heard about it and you weren't invited. Right, and you didn't really want me to come, and then I showed up, and you're like, oh, he's here, fine. But I didn't know anybody else there. Paul Bear wasn't there. No. I think he was invited, but he, he was a no-show. Yeah, and, and uh, I just remember noticing that the, there seemed to be a lot of tea flowing <laughs> as, the, as the drinks continued to flow that night and i believe the at some point the tea spilled out into your backyard with one guy slamming another guy into a car yeah we during a fist fight so that was exciting there was an intense poker game yes there were a few comments made that two individuals you know toward back and forth to each other they didn't appreciate one got up to take a cigarette break and went in the backyard because you know you're you know things are going well when you got people out there smoking yeah then the other immediately got up and walked back there too. And I remember his younger brother just saying OS about the time that he walked out the back door and slammed it shut. So then by the time we get up and walk out there, we see one has the other in a complete headlock, bashing his head into the side of a Tahoe. <laughs> that keep in mind, wasn't owned by me or my household was like a, f- a friend of my wife's. They had gone out of town and, and she had left her car there, not knowing that some guy's head was being rammed into the fender. <laughs> wow. And to call make it, call make after that. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that was, that was for year 30. Year 40 had no such fireworks. Well, I was worried that's what was going to happen after I left, but 
No, it was nothing. It was very. It was a peaceful protest. So meat lovers, pizzas for everybody. So all, all in all, forties treating you well though. You feel like uh, yeah. No, you have you, you haven't suddenly been waking up with odd aches and pains no, or I haven't hurt myself while sleeping. Yeah. Did some deadlifts today and I managed not to That's good. You know, throw a disc or anything. Yeah. And that thing's working okay still. <laughs> as much as it needs to. Okay. Well, you never know. Which is a sliding scale, <laughs> I suppose. So sliding scale. Just sliding, yeah, back and forth. So yeah. Oh goodness. So that summarizes that. So um I think the next thing we were going to reference here was, uh, I believe, Point Break Dave has a has a bit for us. Is yeah. 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 <clears throat> I, uh, I thought it was time that I uh, called the company. Do either of you, does the company BSN ring a bell? Um, business Systems Network. Does, does the B stand for Bible? No and no, but this... Uh, Bible study now? No. National... Hmm. Now keep going. Biblical. You're all really impressing everyone that you can come up with words that start with those letters. Saskatchewan. You think the rest of the show could just be us guessing what BSN stands for? Yes. But um, uh, once you hear the call, I think we'll all uh, know that Glenn is faking like he doesn't know this company because it'll be obvious that this is a company he's very familiar with um so yeah do we have the technology with our fancy new mixer to play this watch this dave you're gonna be blown away oh my be monitored or recorded if you know your party's four-digit extension you may enter it at any time is this the right or thing press one to yeah, dial by name just a... for sales press two if you're you gotta go through a little phone a tree. It's a very important a place. I'm calling. Have a question about an order placed on okay. our website, or would like to place an order? Press three. They have a website, so probably rules out the Bible study place. I like websites. Oh, it's ringing. Oh, here we go. BSN. Hey, how's your day going? Going well. How can I help you? Um, yeah, I had a question about uh, your No Explode product. <laughs> sure. Uh, what? So, first, great product. Uh, I take the grape. I love it. Uh, you know, 20 minutes he later, I, you know, I'm pumped up. I feel like uh, James Gandolfini in 2013, you know? <laughs> Probably right around June 19th. Um, anyways, um, I weigh about 185 pounds. I take one scoop. It works well for me. Um, I was trying to find a table or something that kind of talked about dosage um, for someone, you know, smaller that I'm significantly lighter than me what you know what kind of dose should they take to try to give it to the wife um so we always suggest like if you're just starting into it um just start off with like a half scoop you know okay um i i always suggest that it, you know with whatever you go into whichever pre-workout because hey it, even if you take one scoop it might not even do anything you just take it you know what yeah. i mean yeah, um, you might not even feel anything but uh yeah just start out with like That's a half scoop said. or half serving and uh and just work out from there okay um kind of you know kind of the what i'm trying to do is uh you know i'm I got this idea last Saturday. Actually, I uh, you know went through a workout and then immediately had to run to uh, coach my 
my five-year-old soccer team, little five-year-old girl <laughs> team. And, uh, you know, I was good. You know, I had, uh, I had energy, but, uh, <laughs> the girls, man, they were just, uh, I think they were still asleep. They were out there moving in slow motion. So I was trying to, we're, uh, the team's 0 and 5. So I was looking for a little bit of an edge. Oh, no. Unnecessary. So you think, detail. like, maybe a quarter scoop to start them out, or what do you think? <laughs> So, to be honest, we don't suggest taking a product uh, under the age of 18. No kidding. Um, First off, uh, I mean, it's not like there's something wrong with the product. It's just you want to focus on whole foods during that time period. But especially with, like, a caffeine product, you know, or a pre-workout, yeah, yeah, I don't suggest using it for, like, a (laughs) five-year-old. Okay. So, I mean, obviously I wasn't going to give him a a full scoop. I'm not an idiot. But I'm not an idiot. So it's more just for adults, you know, like, uh, yeah, exactly. It's like, hair, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hair. I don't know about that, but <laughs> oh no, that's not safe either. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I thought that was a good idea. I was going to give them the fruit punch flavor. It'd be like Kool-Aid. But, uh, uh, this guy's right. courtesy well, life is pretty we, uh, obvious. We'll try something else. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one. Man. Wow. You just wasted that guy's time. <laughs> that guy's whole job is answering questions like that. What are you doing, Dave? I had I wanted to an answer. And, and and what's all this business about James Gandolfini? Like, what is that? That's have you ever tried Inno Explode? Well, take the last no, five I minutes have. of Gandolfini's life, which was June nineteenth, twenty thirteen. And that's how you'll feel. You can relate exactly how he felt when he had his massive heart attack. <laughs> so are you telling me that James Gandolfini died on Juneteenth? He did. That's Dirk's birthday. Sorry, KJ. That's a tough one. It is also Dirk's birthday. Dave, great job. Thank Where, you. I mean, if he's not taken down political parties and you know government representatives he's taking down big pre-workout with dumb questions taking down yeah taking down bsn bsn but you know that guy has to just get just the most mundane questions like all the time i just wonder how many people call him when they're hopped up on it and they're like dude (laughs) this is awesome how much longer am i gonna feel like this for i don't understand Uh when you take it you want to live forever I don't think that's what's going to happen, but... Did you take it this morning? Of course. How else do you get going at five in the morning? I just just do it the natural way, man. Uh, clear heart. Wait, clear eyes, full heart. I prefer enhancements. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Dave. Thank you. Well Thank played. You. Well done. We enjoyed that. Do you guys, uh, obviously with y'all since you went to... Tim Tebow High School. You ever you ever visit your alma alma mater when it comes at the collegiate level? I uh, no. I went anything to I do went with back them? a few years ago for my ten year anniversary. Oh really? Yeah. The college anniversary. I didn't even know that was a thing. You said collegiate, didn't you? Well, I know, but I have to ask that for you guys. That's not for me, but. They don't have they don't have like homecoming at UT. I don't. Maybe Dave can tell us he's down there. <laughs> he's been to Austin more times than I have. I'll just walk out in the hall of the hotel and just yell it. 
Hey, <laughs> does it anybody understand? Well, the whole point is I went to a uh, a football contest where they kicked an oblong ball through a big H at the high school level. At the high school level. Okay, because I was gonna say you didn't you didn't go see how Herman was doing. No, he's barely struggling at five hundred, but. Yeah, I went to see the high school alma mater over the weekend. They made it to the regional final, the furthest they've ever advanced in the state high school playoffs. And what uh, classification? 5A. 5A. Okay, so this is pretty. This is a pretty big deal then. And they have to move up to 6A next year, so this is basically their shot. Do they? Because st- they're playing. Go ahead. Do they still have a racially insensitive mascot? Um. N- well, no. Okay. So the mascot is the Rebels, but but they've done basically everything they can to distance from what it really means. Any yeah, anything that has to do with the Confederacy or the Civil War in any form or fashion. They just turned it full Star Wars. <laughs> well, they just took they just took the stars and bars and they just made the lines just just vertical. <laughs> Vertical and horizontal instead of diagonal. They turned it across. into the golden arcs, basically. <laughs> <laughs> they took one star out. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so anyway, um, and they also had a guy on their team who's like a four-star recruit who's going to A&M. Really? That's not somebody who rolls through there. Going to go play for Jimbo. I believe so. That's where he's committed. So anyway, this is probably not going to happen again. So I make it up Frisco Way to the star to see the game. They're taking on the undefeated and number one ranked Alito Bearcats. Uh, perennial power. Oh ups. yeah. And a uh, friend of the show, Matt Hancock is headed out there also. So he, he came by and sat with the family and enjoyed the game. Interesting. He's a good dude. I agree. And uh, so I enjoyed that part. I didn't enjoy getting beat 43 to seven. Oh no. <laughs> So it didn't exactly go well. Oh. The first time I've seen him live in 22 years, so I guess I'll see him in like 2039. <laughs> so they got beat by five touchdowns. They got drilled. And they're moving up a classification next year? That's what I'm saying. Like next year, if, yeah. they, if they go Indeed. five and five, it's back to reality. Indeed. Yeah. So stay hard, Richland High School. How was the star? It's nice. I've never been. So we just went into the uh, you know the football facility. I mean, it's a whole complex. I didn't see like the Cowboys well, practice I, facility so or anything like that. Jerry remembered to put a football facility in there. <laughs> yes, I didn't go into into the big. Uh, the indoor practice facility for the Cowboys that's got like suites built in, I think. Jeez. There's like a me casino overlooking <laughs> where you can watch them practice. Overrated. Um, yeah. gua- guacamole, not. Oh, no, the guacamole is okay. top, top shelf. No, the rest of it is basically, you ever go to Manny's? Yeah. It's basically Manny's. Yeah, just overpriced. Yeah, overpriced Manny's. But no, the guacamole can stand on its own merit. I agree. Is it table side there? Oh yeah, yeah. So that, that's, listen, that's how you know. I it's only good. eat my guacamole table side. Okay, well, so we're talking about the star. Uh, yeah, it's a cool place to go see the game, and then outside they have like a 
it's probably like a 30-yard football field that the kids can just goof around on. All right. And the parents can watch a giant big screen, which at the time had the Army-Navy game on while we were there. So it's a pretty cool scene. Great. So I'd recommend uh, if there's an event up there, go check it out. Well, who knows? Maybe like Dashboard Confessional will play there or something one day and I'll go. Okay, you let me know how that turns out. <laughs> I will. But don't don't use any podcast time for it. Oh, goodness. So we did that over the weekend. Um, I think the other thing we wanted to dive into was uh, some investments. At least one-third of the show has been making lately, lately into the field of, or the world of cryptocurrency. Crypto. Can you tell us what this is about? Because I have no idea. This next few minutes is going to be about crypto. <laughs> and not, I was doing... Is there any I was chance doing a, it's going to be cryptozoology? Because I'm way more interested in that. No, there's no chance. Okay. I was um, I was doing a pretty much a victory lap last week um, on my ownership of Ethereum. And uh, let's be honest, since last week, the price has doubled again. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. It's unbelievable. The price of Ethereum is now trading. Uh, let me give you a real-time update. We can save this then when it crashes later. $730 a coin. When does the bubble burst on this stuff? I don't know, and I'm starting to get worried. So one of the things that's happened that's pretty interesting. So, so Bitcoin was the... I believe the first cryptocurrency or is the first one to gain any kind of mainstream popularity. And it kind of bounced around for a couple of years and started to really increase in popularity this year. And what they think is driving. So, so just for reference, a single Bitcoin now, which you could have had in 2015 for pennies, um, is now each coin is worth $17,000. And what has started to happen is that I think people are beginning to cash out their profits or take profits away from the Bitcoin, which has actually driven the price down a little bit. And they're starting to move it into other cryptocurrencies like Ethereum, which I own. Did you ever um, own Bitcoin? I did. And I... Did you cash it out? You take it down to yes, I am, Star, put all your Bitcoins in there? And, and they take like the 10%. Do they have a Bitcoin Star? Um, these are all terrible ideas. Terrible ideas. How do you use Bitcoin? Like if you needed to, as opposed to putting your mortgage payment on your credit card like you normally do, <laughs> if you wanted to pay for it with Bitcoin, how would you do that? You can't. You, you, uh, there so you are have, merchants that accept Bitcoin, but they're very few and far between. So you have a currency that has value according to a screen you can look at, but then people don't take it in exchange for actual goods or services. Let me, let me blow your mind here. People don't accept it because it's actually too valuable. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> so that's something people with liberal, liberal arts degrees tell you. <laughs> so there's actually a economic theory that goes back to the, the founding fathers of economics. Thomas Paine. Was he the guy that got killed in the duel by Hamilton? No, that was Aaron Burr. Yeah, that was Aaron Burr. I was trying to make a joke. I know, but... Wasn't that funny? I just took Dave's side. <laughs> screw, screw Dave and screw Austin. You know, like Adam Smith, you know, former quarterback for the 
Bengals and Cowers at Adam Jones. Anyways, no, but it, the the it says people will spend the currency that has the least value to them, which in this case is the dollar. It'd be the same thing like why you wouldn't go down to Papa John's and buy like a Papa special with gold because gold has more value to you than cash. So you're going to hoard gold. You're going to treat gold as an investment. And people are doing the same with Bitcoin. When it originally started, it was used to be an alternative currency for the dollar. And despite the fact that Bitcoin purists will dispute this, it was made to do anonymous CD online transactions. Whoa. Which is why you bought it. Was, it. No. Well, yes. But it was used to buy hookers, drugs, guns, anything where you didn't want the scrutiny of a cash transaction with U.S. financial banking records. This this enabled you to do a completely anonymous transaction. And that that's where the Bitcoin started. Now, the, the people that want you to, you know, embrace this as a wholesome thing will, you know, tell you that there's a lot of really, you know, idealistic reasons why they did this to defy the banking system and invent a new modern form of currency. But the truth is it was used to buy hookers and heroin online on the dark web. With the dark web. Yeah. And it was also really popular. And again, I'm not admitting that I did this. It was also very popular in online poker and gambling. How many Brazzers memberships (laughs) did you buy with it? RIP August Ames. Yes, indeed. Moment of silence. Who's that? Just Google it real fast. <laughs> should I go into private browsing before I do? <laughs> uh, yeah, before you hit images, you should. <laughs> so so where my involvement was um, with it early on was around the poker scene. So, so I knew nothing about cryptocurrency, nothing about what it was. All I knew is it was a, it was a means to get money onto online poker sites. So about actually about this time last year, I remember because it was right after Wisconsin won their bowl game um, against UCF, I think, or was it Central Michigan? I, th- I think the game was here. I think it was at the Death Star. Like in Plano? North Dallas? Sorry. Wow. Let me get too specific. <laughs> 50, you don't want anybody to come to my house 80, and steal our new mixer. Well, how do we do a podcast? 8507 Queens Boulevard. That's right. I want to be in the real crappy part of Queens. But I won I won a pretty big uh, wager on uh, that game on Wisconsin. And I cashed out several hundred dollars. I think it was just under, just under $600 from my account to Bitcoin. And let it sit in my Bitcoin account for a few days. And the price of Bitcoin kind of climbed up a little bit. And I think it went from what I think it would a coin at that point was worth around 700 bucks. So I had a little less than a, a coin. I had like nine tenths of a Bitcoin in my account. And once it got up to close to a thousand, I thought, oh, man, this is this is it. Like we've hit the peak. I'm cashing this puppy out, transferred the money to my bank account. Went on about my merry way. Had I left that money in my account today, it would be worth just north of $17,000. You know how many bets on Wisconsin I've lost since that day? <laughs> Probably about $17,000 worth. Probably so. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> but it's kind of the same with Ethereum. Now, I was able to get in early enough on Ethereum. I mean, I'm not talking like bleeding edge early. People that got in the bleeding edge got them for a couple of bucks. I mean, I, I got them for a couple of hundred bucks, and they're worth 700 bucks now. 
bleeding edge? Yeah. Is that a, is that a saying? Absolutely. Where does it come mm. from? Is well, it Arabic? No. Well, you know, sometimes... Um, How often? Every month. Gross. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Devil's work. <laughs> I have a question about Bitcoin. No, you can't have any. No, nah, I don't. I, I don't need any. <laughs> I believe in America. <laughs> Says the guy who still hasn't paid for the mixer. No, you got your money shortly before this episode. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I didn't notice Paul Bearer was sitting next to me. So <laughs> This is, well, you'd have to get the wife of Paul Bearer to pay any, any of his debts. I know that from experience. Uh, I, I have questions about the how you use how easily you can use this cryptocurrency sure so let's say that dave is in dire need of a sex change to save his life okay and 24 hours to pay for it and the only way you can pay for it for him is via your ethereum Mm -hmm. this made up currency that you've spoken about yes could you get that done yes easily yeah i mean i would have to pay for it in dollars but i could sell Ethereum and transfer the cash value of that Ethereum to my bank account within a day. Just in time for Dave to get a sex change. Just in time for Dave to get that reduction that he's been needing. <laughs> Speaking of a reduction, did you guys like that diagram I sent you of the <laughs> wiring? Yeah, there was one wire that was way <laughs> off scale. <laughs> and it was attached to you, oddly. Yeah, I don't know why in your very uh, crude diagram of how the mixer and computers were all going to connect that we needed a stick figure of you with the Amon Shepard style <laughs> dingus hanging down between your stick figure legs. <laughs> seemed unnecessary. Writing vote Roy Moore also seemed just <laughs> unnecessary. So how'd he do in that election? Hold Roll up. Tide. Real quick. Uh, Tommy, because you told me something offline that I thought was real interesting about a certain large online retailer that may come out very well due to Bitcoin. Yeah, so have you ever heard of Overstock.com? They used to have a lot of commercials. I don't think I they really do anymore. I think they do a little bit more, but they were actually a real early adopter at taking Bitcoin. And the rumor is that when they would accept Bitcoin in a transaction, so they maybe they'd sell a piece of furniture, a nice overstocked sofa, that they would take half the cash value of whatever it was priced at and sell that, that half of the Bitcoin and keep the other half in Bitcoin. So they essentially, this retailer that was moving a fair amount of merch was amassing tons and tons of Bitcoin that over the course of the you know last couple of years has like, gone thousands of so they're they're sitting on a pile of cash and a on a probably otherwise failed business oh wow so yeah overstock.com what are the odds so i mean we're talking like tens of millions right oh yeah so so you remember for, did you see the movie the social network i did yeah dave no okay it's about, so it's about the facebook about the facebook but you remember the the winklevoss twins who kind of sort of had the idea for Facebook and then got effed over by Zuckerberg. They are the world's first known Bitcoin billionaires. They they bought in pretty big early on 
and have made, and this was, this article was gosh, like a month ago. So, I mean, they could be like, what's a double billionaire. Yeah. I think that's the technical term. They could be double Bitcoin billionaires at this point, depending on how it sold out. So yeah, there are some people that saw this as the future. If only cubes could have done that, man. But instead, he, he thought that HDNet was the future. Instead of cyberdust. Yeah. Instead, it was cyberdust instead of Bitcoin. But there's, there's, a sh- there's a shot that this Ethereum could, could be big. So, so hypothetical question then for you two. Give me some financial advice. Will you guys become my Edwards jo- Edward Jones financial advisors real quick? Sure. I think I'm the most reliable person to do that. Aren't you the guy that said that you don't trust the stock market so you don't invest? You just keep all your money in cash? I just think it's another form of gambling. And I like to gamble with a <laughs> controlled amount of money within a, a certain app that, mm. that depends on athletic black men with low body fat. Okay. But I, I don't like to gamble on just a speculative market. That tomorrow somebody could just come out and just say something that doubts the credibility of cryptocurrency and everything just starts just plummeting. Right. All the president has to do is just send out some tweets and you're going to lose like 15 grand tomorrow. But that, that's kind of where I'm going with this. That brings me to my point. So I'm at a point now and I, I, I invested a, so I wouldn't risk adjusted for the fact that I'm not a man of means. I invested, I invested <laughs> literally thousands and thousands of dollars into Ethereum. Okay. Multiple thousands. Multiple thousands of dollars into Ethereum. And I have, as of right now, doubled and a little bit of changed my money. Okay. Do I keep riding the white stallion all the way up? Because it's only at 700 right now, and I think it's got the potential to go up to... 2,000, 3,000. Why does it have to or, be a white stallion? I don't know. I, I'm not touching that. Uh, I don't even... Did I say that? Yes. What would you do if you were in my case? Because you could say like, okay, well, I'll sell half of it and then you know get all my money I invested back and a little profit and let the rest of it ride. But then Same if point. it ends up going up to 15,000 or 17,000 then you know you're talking about you know tens of thousands of dollars you potentially could have lost. Now the flip side of that is the flip side of that coin but it's not an actual coin is right is that yeah like you said the, the I really do believe this is a bubble and there's going to be a point when it's just going to explode. Maybe after like 6 minutes just I think you get out before March gets here. Out all the way out or halfway out a quarter? I mean, that's, that's the thing. What's the, what's the right thing to do? How much out do you want to be? You probably don't want to go all the way just in case. It's like just the tip. Yeah. Just in case this deal. You leave a little bit in. Yeah. But pull most of it out. Yes. But how much do you pull out? Less than a hundred percent. That's my financial advice. Gosh, I just feel like I mean, because remember, I had I had almost almost a, a a single Bitcoin a year ago and pulled all of it out, and that didn't work out well. It cost me seventeen thousand dollars. You don't want to pull all of it out just in case this does become our new currency. 
And, the, and you'll help control. I could like start a bank. You'll help control the world. <clears throat> I could give you guys some big one. Dave. And there's a chance of that. What would you do? Why don't you cash it all out and then in reinvest in my, do, my new business? Are you, are you ready okay. for this? I think so. Okay, so Glenn, Tommy, and I are familiar with this. I'm not sure if you are. So as you know from Vegas sports books, that off-track horse betting is a very big thing, especially if you go down there early in the morning. Well, when the horse tracks aren't running, they basically, to get all those DGENs to still bet, they will show videotaped horse races from like 10 years ago and just block out all the data so you don't know what track. You can't do the Back to the Future 2. Like, you have no idea to know the exact race, but it allows people to still bet. So here's my business idea. Daily Fantasy Sports. But all the stats are run from simulated Tecmo Super Bowl games. Would they make... Like, would Bo Jackson, could you even draft a team that had Bo Jackson? Like, salary, like... Like, if you had a $50,000 salary cap, he would cost $50,000. Exactly. And you'd have to start an empty team in him. Yes. But he's going to get you 2,000 yards and 18 touchdowns. This is... This could be the worst idea I've ever heard. This is the worst idea of all time. Yeah. We have an email... Let's have an email. And knock that out. Be a good way quick. to end the show. Yeah, I think so too. For some reason, I'm getting zero service here in your household. Oh yeah, I need to give you the Wi-Fi password. That's okay. I can still read the existing email. Though. Okay, it's six nine six nine six nine. Okay, the email is from from Joey. Okay. And the title is "In Light of All Recent Scandals." He has a question. It says which of you is most likely to get fired in disgrace for sexual misconduct, and we have to vote. Uh, okay. It's Glenn, and there's... I mean, it's not even close. Yeah, it's Lazy River Glenn, and it's not even close. I cast my vote for myself. <laughs> Glenn is the Usain Bolt of this race. <laughs> Like, I, yeah, I'm turning around and looking at you guys as we're still 20 <laughs> yards from the finish line. A little grin. Yeah, I mean, if we've got to rank the three of us, I, I'm pretty sure I'd lead the pack here. Not that that means it's likely. No, but it's just you've got – I mean, if you added up how much tea we had, you would have like 80% of the tea on this podcast easily. I can take that and then as a reality and a compliment. So did you have you been listening to Bad Radio this week when they're doing the Griffey Bonds list, which is I think kind of a genius bit. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So it, and Dave, I know you've probably been harder for you to listen, but it's basically the the top five people that you think that'll never happen to, and the five people that you're a hundred percent sure it will happen to. Okay. It's kind of a great bit. I think the one I think the one that was the funniest, well not the funniest, but the most obvious for the hundred percent I'll have to was Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> and the one that would break the most people's hearts, I think it was Tom Hanks. I think that was Right, the, and then and then they said that he may already be kind of rumored to be involved in one, so uh I don't know. But as far as like Hashtag me too. 
Just want to get that out there. I'm not. Well, I'm not touching that, as it were. I think Finfrock's up to something. David Finfrock? Yeah, he's on my bottom five list. Does he still do the weather? Yeah, he's, I think, more in a reduced capacity, but I think he's definitely up to something. You know, good uh, YouTube search be to go back and look at the, uh, I think they used to do Finfrock and Nui commercials. Look those up. Okay. High comedy. High comedy. Yeah, no chemistry between the two, high comedy. I like it. Speaking of local news celebrities, I had a run-in with Steve Eager a few weeks ago. I've had a run-in with him as well. Go well, ahead. What's he doing all around town? Huh? He was uh, leaving the, uh, to make it sound seedy, the massage parlor I go to. Oh, oh my God. Is it one of those that has like a hole drilled in the wall? <laughs> yeah, no. no, it's hey, very on the up and up. Hey, a love's truck stop is not a massage parlor, <laughs> no matter if they put a sign up or not. But yeah, it was weird. So, okay, uh, you're going to tell I, the story? or I could hear him talking, and I like, I was like, man, I recognize that voice, and sure enough, there he was. So which side of the hole was he on when you heard him talking? Goodness. Were you... Were you standing up or sitting down when all of a sudden you were like, whoa, that looks like Steve Eager. 